Okay, here we are. Dream Warriors 50.4. Talking about something that, uh, boy, a uh, movie that really uh, took me, it affected me. Um, no movie like this in a long time, long time, has uh, kind of encouraged me to talk about it with a lot of other people. And just doing this intro right now, makes me uh, look at the movie a little bit differently and uh i just i love discussing it i like arguing about it i like and you know like real adult arguments people not the uh screaming at the top of the hills uh arguments but real discussion idea driven arguments um yeah so the movies get out you heard about it you know about it uh, this is dream warriors 50.4 and let's just hit that music and jump into the fray. set things up okay uh you are going to listen to a pretty much a totally spontaneous uh i was sick at the time uh not fever sick maybe a little bit fever sick uh initial reaction to get out okay and i thought it would be important to document that for uh, all kinds of reasons uh kind of kind of because uh, people shift. People shift ideas. They they shift their point of view, and and this is a part of human nature. This is a part of who we are, and it should be embraced. Uh, you know, people are, are hypocrites by uh, just just by nature. Nature made us hypocrites, and to deny that is to you know take away a little bit of our ability to to change, and that you know we we kind of translate that to control. And you cannot control me. I, I'm a free-thinking, freewheeling, uh, gun-blazing, kiss-stealing, son of a... That was my Ric Flair impression. Really bad, really bad. But it's it's early. It's early. Uh, it's like 9 o'clock in the morning. And I got run, like, I got run out of here. Uh, by, you know, I just wanted to, to do this. But it's it's August 31st, 9 a.m. Uh, and, and this is for immediate release. So uh, what the whole idea is, is I wanted to do a fresh intro uh, and kind of like a, like a post-Dream um, <laughs> Warriors theme song uh, introduction into uh, my Get Out, um, yeah, again, uh, my, my initial Get Out review because this leads into Dream Warriors 51 where Mark and I, who is a huge advocate for, for the movie, um, you know, him and I kind of, we spar, we go back and forth and, uh, my, it just, just so you understand my, um, you know, if we to build a baseline, you know, to, to get a little bit of a foundation for my position. And I, I went through this with a lot of people. I, I, I actually, uh, at the time, <laughs> which was only a few days ago that Mark and I recorded Dream Warriors 51, uh, yeah, two people I work with, I spoke to this movie about, and they both agreed. So I, I do have some allies with how I feel about this movie. 
okay? And it's nothing to do with the social aspect of Get Out. It is merely logic within the story, uh, what's unfolded, what are we, what are we told, what is seen, um, how is it laid out for us, okay? Uh, for me, as a a part of the audience, that is that is what I want. That is what I go for. You know, like I I want to see it unravel. I want to see things unfold. I want to see like I want to have dots connected. Um, you know, and it's never perfect because that would uh, that would be me being like a poor audience member of expecting things to be perfect, expecting dots to perfectly align. Um, you know, uh, expecting every plot thread to be uh, realized and revealed. No, I think the, um, uh, you know, the, I would say that the respectable audience member should understand that, that these are products, these are films, and there's a lot of people involved, and sometimes they're great and sometimes they're not, but there's, there's always great, there's always good intention with film. And why is that? Like, it, why can you just... Uh, take the same approach uh, to Transformers that you do with something like Drive, the Ryan Gosling Drive. Uh, Transformers and Drive for me are equal. They're equal movies. And it's because they are just uh, breeding grounds of creativity. And what creativity uh, does to the audience when they see it unravel and, and kind of blossom in front of you. Uh, blossom's the right word for that. Uh, it, it's to me, it's thrilling. It's thr- thrilling to see just ideas thrown at you, ideas unfolding, uh, new things happening, things you you never expected or anticipated. And believe it or not, this is this is what exactly uh, caught on about Get Out. You know, Get Out was a jolt of creativity more than anything, and. Uh, I sat down. I was again a little bit uh, feverish. I got through the movie, uh, but when I sat down to to, to engage in it, uh, yeah, I it was a bigger movie in my mind. I, I will freely admit that because of what Mark said, hyping the movie up into me seeing it, and kind of what the internet, uh, what the internet wave was. Okay, so. <laughs> That can kill you. That can kill you. Uh, what, what I'm waiting, I'm really waiting to watch this movie again, though. Like, I'm waiting to have a lot of this heat in me die down, like simmer down, simmer down, simmer down. And I want to just wait and watch it with a, a set of fresh eyes again. Because uh, I'm very curious on, and, and I kind of, I'm curious, there's like a want, there's like a need in me to discover this, to discover what happens, you know, what happens uh, to my receptors when I absorb. That is Dallas just jumping off the loft now, and he's coming over here. Good morning, buddy. He just took a, a morning nap after his uh, his food. Oh, yeah, he's just hanging out. So, yeah, I just want to know how I absorb the movie differently through time. And, you know, we're approaching Oscar season. I'm sure Get Out is going to be in the, conversa- in the conversation, probably nominated for Best Original Screenplay, might win Best Original Screenplay. Uh, it, it will get Oscar play, okay? Definitely get Oscar play. And that's going to 
pull me out of it even more because all that's going to have to, again, just like get out of the frying pan, not even into the fryer, <laughs> not even into the fire, but out of the frying pan onto a plate to cool off. Uh, and when it cools off, I'm going to go right back in there and, and check it out again. And who knows? Again, I might be a hypocrite. We might be being like uh, we might be listening to the hypocrisy emerge and flow out of my my skin and my pores and my veins and bleed from my eyes. I could be setting myself up to be the biggest hypocrite ever, but we embrace it and we understand it, and this is why we document it. This is why we do dream warriors because we just want to dream dream of possibilities and, and and ideas and make make just make stuff happen again uh everything here just started with uh two guys in front of a snowball recording microphone oh and uh that's that's my phone so here we'll take that as a cue and let, let's where is my where is my phone um okay here we go people initial get out review go Okay, and we're we're going, we're going. Oh, solo, solo right now. Uh, let's uh, let's just bring up the uh, timestamp. Uh, July twenty third, two thousand seventeen. Uh, it's Sunday, seven twenty five uh, p.m. Uh, was supposed to record with Mark today, and um, just uh, woke up, woke up with a, uh, uh, just woke up sick. That that simple woke up with a head cold congested canceled um the brunch uh canceled uh something else tomorrow um kind of like slowed everything down um just really spent the day uh between the sketch pad the couch the laptop and, and you know occupying dallas uh, so, and also, obviously, canceled with Mark. We were supposed to um, record episode 49, Dream Warriors 49, uh, on the road to 50. And, uh, you know, I think um, we're going to discuss Valerian. Um, and I tried to see it yesterday. Um, and that's when I, I started to get hit with this uh, head cold. And uh, it was supposed to be a, a 7.30 Saturday night um, showing, which I would have went to, but by uh, at this time right now, Valerian I think pulled in fourteen million two hundred two million dollar budget. Uh, U.S. domestic right now it is uh, it's looking ugly, uh, very ugly. Um, that's the the whiff of the summer right now. Uh, I don't care. Uh, I love Luke Basson, loved him ever since. Uh, I think my senior year of high school that's when when fifth element uh, element came out um that just going off the top of my head i want to say that was 97 i saw that movie about five times in the theater completely obsessed with it um i i i do feel like that movie um even then was so impactful that it took away the ooh and ah of star wars episode one because it beat the, the visuals to the punch and just took it and you know like kind of like a rounded glossy and by rounded I mean like um um a lot of the, the spaceships and and architecture has curves 
very similar to episode one. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, people got their fill. Episode one did it. Didn't have enough Star Wars in Star Wars. And people just checked out. That simple. Uh, you know, I think a similar impact happened with uh, Tomb Raider. Uh, one and the Cradle of Life leading into, uh, and National Treasure one and two leading into Indiana Jones and the uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Uh, I think people got the fill of that type of adventure. And the librarian from T- TNT and TBS starring Noah Wiley, uh, also <laughs> a part of that take. And yeah, and keep in mind too, leading into Star Wars Episode One, post um, between. Um, fifth Halloween Star Wars episode one, um, we, we like during that fill was also a uh, I would kind of consider a golden age of television science fiction led by the the endlessly revolving uh, Star Trek um, post next generation TV series. So we had things like Earth Two, DSV, Space Above and Beyond, um, Star Trek Voyager, Star Trek. Um, um, Deep Space Nine, Babylon 5, again, um, taking away thunder, okay? So um, the audience had, had their, their stuff. So anyway, so um, the reason why I'm sitting down, uh, and this is a pre-thought-out um, shelf episode that uh, I might just put out. Uh, not immediately. Uh, I will... Um, depending on how it comes out if this comes out good I'm going to put it out but uh, Mark you know like I'm think, thinking of you uh, when I, I, I do this show uh, because I feel bad uh, you know I hate c- c- canceling anything Dream Warriors related because I like to keep the train going but I, I can tell I'm contagious mucus and snot is green that's a no go but um you know, Mark's been been very much behind this Get Out movie. Uh, last night, uh, I sent him two text messages while I was watching the movie in a little bit of a, you know, let's get sick phase. And the first message was uh, something to the context of, uh, I'm 10 minutes in on, on Get Out. Uh, I'm about to stop the movie. And the second one was at the end was Get Out is complete garbage. And that was it. So, uh did a couple other things last night, woke up today, um, you know, did, did housework, and then m- m- mostly just all work-related stuff, uh, didn't go to the gym, uh, very, very much quarantined myself, but, you know, like, letting thoughts about this movie roll through my brain, uh, taking notes throughout the day, um, and then I started to watch this, uh, it's a build series with Jordan Peele, I even know her name up until now, Allison Williams, and the 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 main the the focus star Daniel Kaluuya. Um, so I watched some of this build series, and I got it's a uh, forty-one minute interview. I got about 20, 20 minutes into it, and it just added added to to outrage. Um, th- this is what what Mark and I just witnessed happen with Baby Driver on really good cocaine. Uh, I'm talking about the, the cocaine that doesn't drive you into a wall when, when you come down on the uh, high. Um, I'm talking like it's a little bit smoother. Uh, and th- there's only one way to find cocaine like that, and that you just have to look around, you know, like spend money, 
and know who to go to. Um, because it's not like you, you can tell. You, you just have to do it. But yeah, um, cocaine. Um, where Baby Driver was this immediate adulation, must-see, uh, stylistic triumph. Um, it's a rarity. This is what we have to, like, this is cinema. This is the uh, direction. Uh, you know, like uh, like all these things. These things that you want to hear when you love film, when you love movies. And, and that this episode is really the definition of dream warriors because what I'm about to discuss is not, doesn't exist because I, I looked around. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll do some more digging and, and add an update before this gets released. But I don't know. Uh, everyone on social media love, love this movie. Um, I, I dare to even say what it has on Ryan Tomatoes. It's got to be close to 100%. Uh, you know, we could let's 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 look that up right now. Um, there you go, Ryan Tomatoes. We're, we're we're just gonna go right into Get Out. Not that I even care what Ryan Tomatoes, but I'm just I'm just curious. Get Out is um, ninety nine percent, ninety nine percent. What's the Godfather on Ryan Tomatoes? This is what are we doing? Is like is is this it? Okay, Godfather is ninety nine percent. Um, wow. Godfather two is ninety seven percent. I think two is better than than one. Um, I don't know. One just do like E E T because I love I just I love E T. People tell me they maybe that movie didn't age well, but man. That movie has wonderment. E.T. is at 98%. Get Out is higher than E.T. and equal to Godfather. Um, what the heck are we doing? What are we doing? If that doesn't uh, strip away any validation of Ryan Tomatoes, I don't know what, what else will. Um, obviously, I did not like this movie. It's very clear at this point. Uh, why didn't I like it? Jeez, I sat down wanting to just be taken for a ride, and uh, holy crap! What? What? Uh, seriously, taken to school, and what's upsetting is that you know we, we it's recorded, it's documented, it's published around the world, because you know we have listeners around the world, we have downloads around the world. Um, Mark saying that this movie did not does not take you to school, and it's subtle. And I, I'm, I'm interested to go back and listen to Mark's uh, direct quotes because part of my uh, anger is towards his his perspective, which is very similar to everyone online, like eerily uh, similar. So what do we have to get out? We have a fantastic Twilight Zone episode. Uh, the logic of the movie completely falls apart. The, um, the rules of the movie do not exist. Um, and we, we have a hollow shell of a, of an idea, but it's a fantastic idea. Um, you know, I, I even think, uh, like making something that is race baiting, uh, cause that's essentially what, what this movie is. The movie is that race baits as heavily as this movie does that once, um, uh, you know that that wants you to believe in racism, okay? 
Uh, and, you know, like the, the, uh, the one thing, you know, African-Americans, uh, you know, again, black friends, black family, black people, uh, do not want you to say they, they, they hate it when you say, uh, I'm not racist. I have black friends. That's like a no go. Okay. Which I never really understood. Um, but, um, like the, the other extension of, of that, uh, philosophy or, or thought, it's not really philosophy, but thought is that they will say, well, racism does exist. It doesn't matter if, if Obama got voted in, which is really weird because people say that Trump got voted in through racism. So what's the point? Uh, the point is the racists didn't come out. Uh, they, they, they came out for Trump, but didn't come out to keep Obama out. So the racists just these racist people just didn't vote for two election cycles, eight years. Um, uh, it's, that's that's a tough argument to make, tough pill to, to swallow. But you know that's a little bit of what we got with this this build series uh, conversation, because you know they 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 approach that point uh, right away. The Alice and Williams. Which I, I didn't uh, realize until I was watching an interview that she's the girl, one of the girls from Girls. She's Marley. And I don't know what the heck, man, but she's way hotter in that show than she is in Get Out. So, I don't know. <laughs> but holy crap, is that girl beautiful. Like, my God. Um, like, even during this interview, she's just, like, sitting between these two guys. And it's like, like man, like, everyone else get out of their room. I just want to listen to her talk. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's bad, you know, there's this movie, um, you know, I, I took power notes, uh, they're not really, for, uh, you know, um, for some reason, you know, they, uh, they want you to believe that this is, is, is a great movie because this is someone's first movie, uh, which is like, uh, I don't know, is it, is it Martin, Martin Scorsese's, um, who's knocking on my door. Um, you know, like, is, is it Ron Howard's Grand Theft Auto? Um, like, there's first movies. Is it Citizen Kane? Like, you know, like, that's a first movie. Uh, this, this Jordan Peele guy, I'm not even sure who the heck he is. I haven't looked into it, but apparently he's, like, a uh, the TV stuff. He's a comedian dude or, or something or other. But, like, he knows the process. He knows writing. He knows... Um, production, he knows he, like, like he would know how to make a movie, and, and I think this, this might be a second movie. Um, we, we can, we can, we can maybe look that up real quick. Uh, or maybe he's, he's written movies. Um, I'm not really sure. But everyone, everyone says that he is a first time filmmaker. Uh, let's see here. Well, he has like a heck of a uh, bibliography already, so filmography here, uh, I don't know, this doesn't even, uh, this doesn't even, uh, let's see, Keanu, what's, what's Keanu, just a cat movie, um, Keanu, okay, so, okay, so, yeah, first movie, great, awesome, um, does that make Get Out any better? Definitely not, um, 
like I think there are signs of a first-time filmmaker uh, all over this thing. So, what do we have? We we have this like gimmick where a um, black people are paranoid in white neighborhoods, um, which is really kind of like also a weird thought because. Um, the crime in black neighborhoods and blacks is astronomical. Um, there's endless horror stories of black and white crime in, in black neighborhoods, as, as you would call. Like, um, like I, I would have to look them up, but like, just people getting kidnapped and tortured and, and raped and burned alive. And, and, and like, I don't know. Um, you know there was just footage put out of black teens watching the man drown and they uh took the footage on their iphone i'm pretty sure that's from a black neighborhood so uh what's what's your point in a controlled in a nice controlled uh quote unquote white neighborhood uh black people feel unsafe well um if that's true you're an idiot and that's on you um so that's where the movie begins you know invokes Trayvon Martin which is again very odd cause you know any, any facts about that incident you, you want oh and real quick too we're getting really cool lighting here uh, it's raining I like I kind of like the atmosphere <laughs> oh and look we, we have an emergency alert coming in through my phone which is a little bit scary that they can do that they can just push out a, um, a message like that but anyway yeah so uh, you hear that thunder? It, the, how fitting is that? How fitting that this is like a controversial podcast and then we got thunder and lightning rolling through. Oh, God, I love it. Um, but yeah, so I kind of reject that right off the bat. Um, again, getting to the gimmick, they lure in black youth and they, uh, they come in under the guise of loving a white girl and the family's awkward, they don't know how to act around black people, and then they steal their bodies and put their minds and consciousness into the body, which is, like, really shaky explanation. Um, kind of didn't follow it, but um, I thought they did it through hypnosis at one point, but then they actually take the brain out, they swap the brains, so there's, like, an operation, and it's like, what, what the freak is this? It's just stupid. Um, yeah. Um, so... Okay, so the we go from the neighborhood to, um, you know, um, our two focal characters are packing bags to go to the white girl's parents' house. And, and oh, keep in mind, the acting in this movie is incredible. It's incredibly well uh, acted. And I would say even say, like, well-crafted. It's, it's a well-crafted movie. I don't want to take any away, anything away from that. So they're packing, and then the white girl's like, well, you know, uh, it's not a big deal. My parents don't know that you're black, and and this dude's like, well, I think it is. Well, then, then, what are you doing then? What like what are you doing? You're you're putting yourself in 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 this crazy situation. Um, for what exactly? Uh, I'm not even sure what you're pursuing. Um, I like you now like there's no statement of love in this movie like at all. That, that this guy would make this sacrifice for her because he doesn't care. He just loves her and he wants to get this, like, out of the way. So 
which is really weird. That 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 could have been in that scene, should have been in that scene. I feel, and he's like, well, it's weird when people don't know that you are dating a black guy, uh, like as if there's like a seminar you have to send the family to. So, and she's like, nah, just let, let's just go. So he, he calls his friend on the way there, and his friend's like. Um, you know, uh, his friend's probably the best character in the whole movie because he acts as the audience and um, probably comes off as funnier than he should at times. But, you know, his friend's like, no, like, don't go, don't go, like, sex slaves. And they use that till the end of the movie, which is fine. So he meets the family, and we get some of the, the shots from the trailer. Uh, you know, he's like, oh, I voted for Obama. Like, hey, here's black people. And he's like, this and that. And then they have, like, a black servant. And and it's just awkward. Dinner party happens, things. Awkward, okay? The guy that's abducted in the beginning of the movie shows up at this dinner party. Very awkward. So you're almost like, what, like, what, in the structure of the environment, you know, where we are story-wise, okay, in, within this world, this scenario, these things that we're already seen, okay? Uh, what's where are we at logically, like within the story, and we have a breaking point. You know, the movie breaks as soon as he interacts and, and has his first awkward um, dealings with with the father. It breaks that early. The breaking point is like, all right, so you have created immortality. All right, you can you're immortal. You have your daughter, relative, whatever. You let her go into the world, and she lures black men into your home. And there's like a, um, like a, they call it bingo, but you to like kind of like the highest bidder gets the black body, and they become a black person, essentially. So you you have this giant apparatus. Um, why would you want? any of that to be awkward what value other than you're trying to make a point that does not exist you know like you're forcing a point and and that's that's where my anger comes from um you know think of nature think of like like the venus fly trap trap think of like snakes think of like how insects hunt where they're beautiful like colors and they're they're almost like hypnotic you know and they lure in their prey and then they strike. You know, it's pleasant. It's pleasant to look at. Sometimes there's scents and there's odors and it lures in the prey. Okay? That's, that's the best scenario if you're going to do this practice. You're going to have, like, like have this dude show up and it's going to be, like, freaking awesome. It's going to be amazing. It's going. To, this dude's going to be like, "Oh my god! Like we got to come back here. Like your parents are like dope as shizzes. Like let's bring the party. Okay, like spring break pours for everyone. Okay, um, but no, you get this. You get racism, subtle racism. I believe that they define it as, which completely breaks the movie. And then you we have like a couple really weak scares. Um, really weak okay and then uh, the part that i didn't understand at all about this movie is the people who are already swapped they're like the grandparents to some extent i think um well i'll sit down with mark and he'll better explain some of this because he loves the movie 
Um, and they talk towards him in a very weird, creepy way. Watch at times, all the times that we see these interactions, especially with the guy at the party from the beginning of the movie, it serves the movie and it moves it forward. Adds like a weird note. There's like an uneasy tension that that gets unveiled when these um, black characters who are already swapped speak. But then you realize, like you know, like what happened to them. You're like, well, why are they like? Why would you do this? Like you don't have like full like cognitive function. Like I'm so freaking like. Um, like, I, I just don't get it. Like, why would you do that? And, and you kind of walk around the world like an idiot, in a way. It's just dumb. I don't get it. Um, and then we have the ending. You know, like, I would say the best part of this movie is the third act, where the, the main, like, the, you know, the focal point. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Daniel. Uh, go, that's the actor's name. Uh just goes through the house murdering people awesome uh i think every the third act the wrap-up perfect like this movie ended on a crazy high note everything that led into it was just garbage um courage you want to talk about like courage making movies with courage sure what, what, flip it flip 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 the script and show me courage show me a white girl going into a black family for the first time and show me show me how that's racist because I've been a part of that. I've seen that. Uh, you know, like, that's a part of America. That's a reality. You want to expose what's underneath the hood? Talk about that. Have some balls. Have some freaking balls. Um, Jordan Peele, on this, this one interview, was like, well, you know, people have to trust you to make a movie like this because it's a tough thing. Da, da, da. Okay, all the people that run the companies that back them are, are white people companies. Sorry. And you made the movie for $4.5 million easily. Like, you can make that on Kickstarter. I think Harbinger Down raised uh, like maybe $12 million, I, I believe. And that, that's on Netflix with Lance Erickson. So, and, so I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. There's nothing about this movie that even from that standpoint seems courageous. I think the comparisons to, to um, Rosemary's Baby, separate wives, and so on and so forth, no. That's a stretch. Those are great movies. Those movies, Rosemary, um, that's what they did on this, this interview. They compared it to Rosemary's Baby. No, 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 no. No, Rosemary's Baby is a masterpiece. It will go down in history as one of the best ever. This movie will be forgotten and washed away because it has no feet to stand on. It's a fad and it will, it will just, you know what, you know what this movie is? Pamela Anderson, barbed wire, okay, uh, and Nicole Smith, uh, tower or skyscraper, right? <laughs> Someone looked that up and verified. I think that was Anna Nicole Smith's uh, first action movie. It's called Skyscraper. Uh, okay, no, 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 no. The, um, to be courageous is to go to uncharted territory, to go a place that we know exists. That no one has gone yet. And this, if, if that was the, the theme of the movie, like, holy crap, this movie would have been bigger than what it was. It would have been bigger. But no, you go for the low-hanging fruit, you'd be cheap. You're hitting someone in the back of the head, okay? You're being cheap. You're being a punk, okay? 
that's how I view this movie. Um, do I think it's entertaining from scene to scene to a certain extent? Yes. But, like I said, uh, it, it, it's all about those payoffs at the end where he just, like, murders his captors. And that's more what it is. He just murdered his, his captors. That's it. Uh, so you, you, you want to see those people die. It has nothing to do with the racial tones of the movie. Um, the, you know, do I think this guy has more in him? Uh, I really don't. I really don't. If, if this is like his first attempt and, and, and you're just cheap in your first attempt, you, you don't, you don't have substance. I'm sorry, buddy. You, you, like you, you're just going to fade away. Prove me wrong. Uh, I would love, I would love the Dream Warriors production here. Um, which I'm so upset at. Again, John and I were so wrong on Dunkirk. We were off by 20 million on Dunkirk. 15, 20 million on Dunkirk. But, you know, Dunkirk's a real movie. This is not. Uh, movies like this, yeah. There's real ones out there. I think The Void and Clown on Netflix far exceed this movie. Because they're at least daring. They, you know, they get a little bit of a a little bit of cahoots and balls, but look, um, I got things to do. There's a WWE pay-per-view coming on. I'm not feeling too well. I'm just going to save this conversation. I might add to it, but uh, signing off for now. Dream Warriors out.